Hey, BBN. It's Trin. And Ken. And welcome to the very first episode of our podcast, BBN with Trin and Ken. This podcast highlights athletes that play for the University of Kentucky. We have 22 varsity sports that we will highlight. We have a lot of fun games while also have a more serious conversation that we will talk about. During this podcast, we will also have interviews with your favorite Wildcats and more, and we will talk about things like life, academics, and their athletic journeys. Thanks for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow our podcast. We hope you enjoy this first episode. Okay, hey, Vivian. Today we have a very special guest with us today. We're so happy that she decided to be the first Wildcat to get interviewed on BBN with Trina Kent. So thank you for joining us, Alexis. Thank you for having me. Just a little bit about Alexis. She is a world record holder, two-time Big Ten champ, and an SEC 400-meter champ. That, that, those are a lot of accomplishments. <laughs> thank you. So tell us, Alexis, how was your morning? It was good. <laughs> it's a little chilly outside, but I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it is a little chilly out there. Yeah. It definitely is. Tell us more about this world record. What What's your world record? Um, So, basically, I was competing at the U-20 Pan American Games in Costa Rica, and um, we ended up breaking the record in the 4 by 4 So, it was a great experience. It was a lot of fun. Um, I actually got silver in the world U-24 100-meter. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a great meet. Yeah, was that your first time there? Yes, it was my first time there. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I don't know how I would feel if that was my first time there and then I broke a record. That's pretty cool. I know. Honestly, it didn't even hit me till I got home. And I was like, wow, like I'm really a world record holder. Like, that's crazy. And then second in the world in my age group, too. So wow. it was a huge accomplishment. So, like, when you got home, did, like, life change? Like, did you become, like, a mini celebrity? Like, how did that you know what? go? I don't know, because, like, I've always been super humble. So, like, when I go home, it's just, you know, my friends, my family. It's, it doesn't really change, but I do feel like a lot more people support me now that I've been, like, more out there. Like, I'm getting more, you know, attention, I guess, from, like, my track accomplishments. But it's like a big family back home. Mm. That's good. Okay. That's good. Oh, and what was your times? Um... For which, like, just my PRs or? Uh, that you got the record. Um, I I don't want to say the wrong time, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure we, we had 3.26. Mm. But I have to check on that. Okay. But it was fast, though. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's like three minutes, 26 seconds. Mm-hmm. Good, oh, good. that's good. That's really fast. Yeah. Oh, my God. And 400 <laughs> is, like, the whole track? Yeah, 400 is just one sprint around the track. Okay, that's very interesting. You know yeah. how, like. In high school, you have those. Um, you gotta do a mile or something like mm-hmm. that. Oh, I had to do that. Oh, I gotta hit. Those took me like ten minutes. For real, girl. I don't run. <laughs> I don't even run for the bus. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's really impressive. I just think that track is one of those sports that people take I, I take for granted. Like they think it's easy because you know yeah. you're just running, mm-hmm. but it's so much more that yeah. goes into it, and it's Definitely. just like so hard. Mm-hmm. Like you show on your Instagram a lot. You training and running and all this type stuff, so yeah. that's that's very motivating. Thank Speaking you. of motivation, mm-hmm. tell us some things that motivate you. Like, how do you keep on going? Um, honestly, my biggest motivation is definitely like my parents and my grandpa, only because like you know they've sacrificed so much for me to accomplish everything that I have accomplished. So you know, without them, none of it would have been possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also too. There's, like, a lot of younger girls that look up to me. 
And so that's, like, one of my biggest motivations is just trying to be a good role model, especially for, like, young black and brown girls because it's important to have people to look up to. So I would say those are, like, my two biggest factors. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Don't you have, like, a um, partnership or something with Always? Yeah, we did. Hashtag Keeper Playing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy doing that only because, like, the message behind it is so important. And basically, yeah, it was just to encourage young girls to continue playing sports because – For whatever reason, they do end up, you know, dropping out of sports sooner than men to after, you know, after they go through puberty and stuff. And so, yeah, it's just important to keep them, like, motivated and, you know, just know that it's okay to be girly and also athletic. Like, you can do both. You can make it work. So, yeah. You are Mm -hmm. correct about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You said on your Instagram how you um, cut your hair and that was supposed to be, like, your journey of self-love and all this Good stuff. Mm -hmm. I completely forgot the caption, but it was a really good caption. Thank you. So tell us more about that. Like, how has this journey been going for you? So if I'm being honest, the day after I cut my hair, I cried the whole day. Because, yes, I'm just so used to always having long hair Mm -hmm. and being, like, very overly feminine. So, like, for me, it was a huge change. But I feel like, you know, over these last couple months since I've cut it, I've grown a lot as a person. Mm-hmm. Just in, like, the confidence that I have in myself and just knowing that, like, my beauty is not defined by how my hair looks or the length of my hair and none of that. And, you know, as black women, there's so much pressure to have long, healthy hair. And it's like, there's so much more to us than that. Yeah. And so, um, also, you know, last year with the injury and everything, like, I was just in a low place, and I, I felt like I needed to just let go of, like, you know, all the, the hardship that I was carrying. And so, for me, that's why I felt like it was, like, spiritual as well. It's just, like, a fresh start. So. Right. Yeah. You're really right about that. I remember, um, like, I have 4C hair, right? So, mm-hmm. all through middle school and stuff, I had to keep it braided simply because that yep. wasn't a beauty standard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I think it's, I see a lot, like, through apps like TikTok and Instagram and Fluencers telling us, hey, your hair is okay. Because, again, as black women, that's something that defines us. Right. So that's really important, and I hope the youth saw that. It was like, okay, it's very interesting. Thank Let you. me take that on. It's funny because I cut my hair around that time, too. You did? Yes. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm excited to see where I'll be in a year. Me Hopefully too. It's healthier and stuff. It will be. It will be. <laughs> Okay, so I know you talked about how younger girls tend to drop out of sports earlier than boys usually do. So I just wanted to know if you had any advice for young girls, specifically the black and brown girls who look up to you and want to follow in your footsteps. Um, My advice would just be, you know, to stay with it because I feel like through sports, not only do you just learn so much about yourself and like, how to never give up how hard work pays off like all these important life life lessons but you're also just like you get so many opportunities through sports like a lot of the traveling that I've done around the country and around the world has be has been because of sports and so I feel like the opportunities that you get by being an athlete like they're they're priceless and so if you have the opportunity I feel like you should take it I mean also think about I'm getting a free education because of my athletic ability and that's amazing like if it wasn't for a track, I probably wouldn't even be here at Kentucky. <laughs> so, yeah, just stay with it. Just stay with it. For sure, because mm-hmm. Kentucky is definitely expensive. Yes. <laughs> College in general is just yes. expensive. <laughs> Let's talk more about your mental health. How are you doing? Oh, girl, please. No, I'm playing. <laughs> 
Okay, so I think I'm in a lot. I'm in a better place this year than I was last year for sure. Cause you know I'm I'm able to get back to running, get in the swing of things. So I'm feeling better, but I don't. I am somebody. I'm not gonna lie. I struggle with depression and anxiety. So like it's very up and down. I kind of just take it day by day. Um, and yeah, I try to prioritize my mental health over everything, whether it's school, sports, whatever, just because it's so important to do that in order to, you know, be successful in those things. So, yeah, I'm working on it, girl. <laughs> you just came up with injury, right? Can you tell us more about that? Yes. Um, yeah, so going into our indoor season last year, I ended up getting injured at the second meet. And it's crazy because it was the night before we were supposed to race, like just at practice. And it was kind of just like this freak accident, I guess. Like, it was very unexpected. I stepped on the rail, like, that goes around the inside of the track, and I had, like, a really bad uh, ankle injury. And so it was just tough. I mean, it went from, oh, you can run in two weeks to mm, it might look more like 12 months. Oh I was God. like, oh, please, no. Yeah. So, yeah, it was hard. I mean, that's definitely my worst injury I've ever had athletically. So, yeah, it was it was tough. It was tough. <laughs> Well, you're back this season, all right? Yeah, definitely back this season. When does the season start? Um, So I believe our first meet is December 11th. Okay. Yeah, I think we're running in Louisville. Okay. Our first meet. So yeah. down the street. It's like, I know Louisville is like a rival with other sports. Is that a rival with track? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's friendly competition, but definitely a little rivalry because, you know, the two Kentucky schools. But <laughs> I think we know who's going to come out on top. I think so. <laughs> Are you excited about the season? Like, do you guys have any, like, secret weapons? or? <laughs> um, I'm definitely excited about the season. I feel like we have a really good group of, you know, athletes this year, a lot of talent for sure. Um, and so, yeah, I think it would be a great season as long as everybody stays healthy. That's the main thing. Um, so, yeah. Right. And how do you stay healthy? Um, discipline. Um, it's a like our warm up is probably almost forty five minutes to an hour long. Oh my God! And then the yeah, the warm up is longer than the workout. <laughs> um, yes, and then you know it's just a lot of like little things like making sure you stretch after practice, stretching at home, icing, uh, making sure you go to physical therapy, things like that. Uh, so yeah, it's just discipline. That's the best way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and staying hydrated. A lot of people don't know. Like, water is the key to everything. Yeah. So, yes. It plays a big role. I struggle with that a lot. Me too. <laughs> if it's not ice water, I can't drink it. Oh, no, I hate ice water. <laughs> you do? Are I you like a room, room temperature. temperature. <laughs> <laughs> no, girl. It just doesn't hit the same. Oh, my teeth are too sensitive for that. Um, you tweeted on your Twitter that you had an internship with an organization on campus that's geared towards helping minorities' voices. So tell us more about that. Like, as a black athlete at a PWI who's achieving many things, breaking records and all that, how do you, like, how important is it for you to speak for black voices? Seems like you're doing a lot already, though. Yeah, I feel like it's super important. Um, you know, I feel blessed to have the platform that I do because there's a lot of people who don't, and they have so much to say. So it's like somebody has to be able to be a voice for the voiceless, you know. And, like, working at the MLK Center, it's been a great experience for me. Like, I've met so many great people that I never would have met if it wasn't for that opportunity to be an intern there. And um, I also work with, like, the black student athlete uh well, what do we we call it like a black student athlete advisory committee 
Um, but basically, yeah, so we just bring up issues that are affecting black athletes um, to make sure that everybody feels safe and that we have, you know, the support that we need to be successful here because it is hard at a PWI. <laughs> you know, any way you look at it, whether you're an athlete, a regular student, or whatever. So, Is there um, any ways that the people listening and people watching can help, like, is there an Instagram we should follow or UK underscore MLK? <laughs> you definitely should check that page out. Um, we post a lot of events literally every day, um, lots of networking opportunities, and even just fun stuff too, where you can just come, hang out, meet new people, free food, music, whatever. So, yeah, I think it's, it's a good opportunity for everybody to check it out. For sure. They do a lot yeah. of events. They have movie nights. They have, yeah. they just had like a, they help with the Hispanic um, Heritage oh, Month Festival, which is it really was, cool. Was fun, yeah. right? I saw the videos. <laughs> I wish I could have went. It was during practice. It looked no. like a, a good time. Yeah, it was a lot yeah. of food there. Tried many yeah. different things. Um, I had a tamale. I never, I never had tamales before. Really? <laughs> did you like it? I did. Like, I didn't like um, that it was soggy a little bit, but that's how oh, it was supposed yeah. to be, and I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But it was still good. The flavors was there. The churros okay. was there. Yes. It was a pretty good experience. <laughs> I never experienced that before. So it was really good to be able to bring that to UK. You know what I mean? Yeah. So sure. clearly, guys, the MLK Center is where it's at. So yeah. if you are a UK student, make sure you go mm-hmm. go past there. <laughs> oh, by the way, the MLK Center is in the student center on right, the first right. floor. So again, you you um so it says that you started track at age four, right? Yeah. But you did other uh-huh. sports such as volleyball and lacrosse and basketball. So but you chose track at the end of the day, right? So how did that go? Did you mm-hmm. like um just like okay, track is where it's at? Did you just like it more or yeah. somebody like pushed you more in the track? How did that go? Well basically I did track for you know, a couple of years when I was younger, I was, like, very successful in it, but my parents wanted me to be, like, well-rounded, so to speak. So I started adventuring with, like, basketball, volleyball, lacrosse, like you said. And then um, around my junior year of high school, for whatever reason, I just didn't feel passionate about basketball anymore because that was my main sport at the time. Like, I was playing AAU. Like, it was basically all-year thing. And so I just, I didn't feel passionate. And so I felt like I had to make a change. And I just knew that running was always something that made me just feel like kind of free, I guess. Like it just helped me clear my mind. So I was like, you know what, let me go back to track and see how it works. And, you know, like I just felt happier and I felt excited to go to practice. Like I loved working out. I loved running. So it just felt right. Um, it was really hard to tell my parents, though, <laughs> because um, I had a lot of scholarships in basketball. So they're thinking, like, oh, you know, her future is secured in basketball. She's going to college for it. And I was like, mm, I think I want to try track <laughs> again. This is, yeah, my junior year. So they were like, okay, you have two years to, like, figure mm-hmm. out what you're going to do. And then thankfully, you know, I ended up being successful. And then when I won nationals um, my senior year, it was like, okay, I can, I can do this. So since you started, like, focusing on track so late, how did the recruitment mm-hmm. process go? Because isn't that, like, pretty late? Girl, yes, it was, like, super sped up. Um, I had no idea, like, what schools were the best track schools or, like, what I should be looking for, like, in a college coach. Like, it was very just, like, kind of on the fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think that's why I ended up committing to Penn State my junior year because at that point I hadn't really had a lot of exposure so like a lot of the bigger schools they didn't see me run yet and so 
my senior year when I when I broke the record and won nationals, like every school in the country was calling me, but I was like, I already committed to Penn State. Like, I think I'm, I have to go there. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how that came about. Is there like a school that you would want to go to that called you? Um, well, I know when I was younger, my dream school, for whatever reason, was, like, always Clemson. I think it was the colors, because I'm so girly. I was like, purple? I want to wear that every day. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that was my dream school growing up. But I, I really had no idea, like, what's, like, the big track schools? Or, like, where should I be looking to go? It was, yeah. That's really funny, because colors do matter. In the words of Drake, yes. it is lovely to rock Kentucky blue. And this yes. is a really good... This is a really good blue. It's like a, yeah. it go with everything, you know what I mean? Really good mm-hmm. So colors do matter. I don't care what sure anyone does. say. <laughs> and I also will say, when you talked about how you weren't happy playing basketball, I think it's really important to not do things that you're not happy doing because you will be miserable and you will <laughs> Two hate it. Two snaps for that. Two snaps for yes. that. Because, you know, a lot of times people are doing stuff because they think, oh, this is what I have to do mm-hmm. or this is what other people want me to do, like, no, you only get one yeah. life, and it's not worth being unhappy every day, trying to force yourself to do something. Because, you know, life is hard enough. As right. <laughs> so you might as well be doing something that you like to do that that excites you. Right, and this definitely leads back to prioritizing your mental health. For sure. For sure. So how about Paris 2024? Girl, you know I'm going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> We're manifesting. For yes. sure, you will be. Hopefully I'll be there too. Yes. <laughs> is there anything else like I know Paris twenty twenty four is the Olympics, right? So is there any any other like important events for that? Yeah, we actually have the uh I think world championships are gonna be at the end of this year. So of course me and my coach are already planning to be there. But yeah, that's like my next big meet after like NCAA stuff that I'm gonna focus on. But we're we're gonna cross that bridge with right. <laughs> mm-hmm. how, how do those things work? Do they like reach mm-hmm. out to you? Do you sign up to try out? Like, so I'm not exactly sure, only because I've never done it before. But from the way I see it, I think that you know once you run a certain time standard, they'll reach out to like your coaches or whatever if you're still in college, and then you can go there and um you know see how you do. But yeah, as, once I win SEC nationals this year, right. <laughs> I think, you know, it will be a good gateway into world championships. Right. Okay. Okay. Yes. We are manifesting that you yeah, are speaking it into existence. For sure. <laughs> so it's a lot of um, UK athletes within the Olympics this year and a lot of them mm-hmm. won. How does that make you feel being that you are here and maybe that you have the training to be there one day as well? I think it was really inspiring. And then, you know, there is kind of like a legacy type of thing um, when people from your institution go on to do great things. It makes you want to go and do great things, too. So I think it was pretty cool to see it. It was amazing to see Sydney. I mean, she's phenomenal every time she runs. So are we surprised? No. Are we happy for her? Yes. (laughs) But, yeah, so it was pretty – it was cool to see. Good, good. That was really cool to see. It makes you, like, proud of your school, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And Jasmine, too. Shout out to Jasmine. She did that. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. What are you looking most forward to, like, in Paris and the World Championships besides winning? Um, If I'm being honest, I think just, like, showing people what I'm capable of and, like, also showing myself what I'm capable of because I feel like my college career has not been, like, a straight, 
know, a straight shot. Like, it's been very rocky and up and down. It's a lot of stuff that people don't see behind the scenes. And so I think I just really want to be healthy and, like, you know, put my best performance on that I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to. Good, good. I can, like, earlier you said how you were really humble, and I can definitely vouch for that because, you know, going to a big school, me and Trinity are not athletes. We are just <laughs> journalism students from D.C. and Wisconsin. Nothing special about us. But, like, a lot of the athletes, they are pretty humble. Like, they're, you know, they be walking around like real students, and that's what Alexis do. Like, she don't be like, oh, I'm an athlete. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? She just be walking around regular and turning at the MLK Center, like what regular yeah. students do. So I can definitely vouch for her being very humble. And also, she followed me back on Instagram. And like, <laughs> that's huge. <laughs> because girl, people don't do yes. that. Like, they be thinking they celebrities. Bougie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, if I know you, I'm following you back. Right. <laughs> like, yes. And I just want to say, too, I don't agree that there's nothing special about y'all. I feel like there's there's something special about everybody. Everybody has a talent or something that, you know, God has given them to bless other people. So I feel like your talent might be journalism. It might be talking to people. Like, it could be so many things. So, thank you. That was very nice of you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Wow, because on Instagram I saw you have, like, a highlight. I I don't know the exact. Does it say, like, faith? It might be faith. Yeah, it's faith. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Talk more about that because I'm a Christian too. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so I feel like my journey with my faith has been, I don't even know the right word, but I feel like as I'm growing older, I'm coming more into like my relationship with faith and with God. And I feel like it's really helped me, like especially during college because it's such a transformative period. Um, yes, it's such a transformative period. So I've really been, like, trying to, you know, just come into myself. And it's played a huge role. Um, you know, college is really hard mentally. So you need something that's going to, like, keep you grounded and help you keep going. So that's that's the role that it's really played for me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I try to pray every day. That's, like, too. so hard. It is. But, sometimes, girl, sometimes I do just walk into class, mm-hmm. like, on the sidewalk. I'll be talking to God. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's my best friend, and people probably look at me crazy, but I'm like, hey, I had to get it out. So, yeah. yeah. I make sure I listen to my gospel playlist every day before <laughs> I go to classes. Yes, girl, I feel that. I listen to it before practice mm-hmm. sometimes, too, because, I don't know, something about it just makes your yes. spirit, like, feel better. So, it's, yeah, I feel that. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. And I think sometimes a lot of people think praying has to be, like, this serious thing where I have to, like, sit down and, like, you know, you can just talk to them. You can just talk, just regular, like how you would talk to your friend. And I feel like, for me, that's the most therapeutic way. I don't think there's a right or wrong way, but, yeah, like, it could be true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You are for sure correct. That's really good, though. seems like Alexis is very well-rounded. Very educated. educated. Oh, speaking of educated, tell us more about this public health major because I just feel like that's really that's really different for an athlete mm-hmm. to go into public health. Yes, so I actually started out as like biobehavioral health at Penn State, and then when I came here, they didn't have um, that specific major, and I don't know something about public health just kind of drew me to mm-hmm. it. I think it's because I've always had like. I don't know, I've always just wanted to make a difference in black and brown communities, and I feel yeah. like health, just whole holistic health, 
kind of holds us back in a lot of areas. So I feel like that was my way to be able to make a difference and make an impact um, just in the United States and hopefully globally, too. But we'll start with the U.S. Because we got a lot going on over here. Right. Yeah, so that's what kind of drew me to it. That's good. That's good, for sure. That's really different. What, like, area of public health? Um, So I think either mental health Mm -hmm. or, like, just disease control in general because, you know, typically a lot of diseases, almost all of them primarily affect black and brown people more. Mm -hmm. That's just, like, it is what it is. Um, I also have a really big interest in, like, maternal mortality rates for black women. Um, Yeah, when I was younger and I heard that statistic about how black women at the time were three times more likely to die after childbirth compared to other races, that stuck with me me. because, like, one of my biggest life goals is to be a mom. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) yeah, that that just, it really resonated with me, so. Yeah, touch you personally. Mm -hmm. Totally understand. Yeah. So it seemed like you're really passionate about that. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, for sure. So let's say... Would you go pro? Question mark. Like, would track? Would you do both? Girl, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually my goal after this year is to go pro. Um, but I, I, I would still want to stay with my education as well because I do want to get um, hopefully a master's degree or a doctorate. Or I've, and I've also thought about med school too. So there's a lot. Of, there's, yeah, there's a lot of things on the table. We're just gonna see where life takes me. But I definitely want to continue to educate myself. I don't want to just do track because I like being like a well-rounded person. And I feel like educating yourself is important, like no matter what age you are. So, yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. I really respect that because bachelor's. <laughs> I cannot do masters. I cannot do that at all. I, I feel that girl. It is a lot. It's a lot. For sure. I'm feeling that senioritis for real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's only one month in. <laughs> yeah, this school year has just been. I don't know. It's just so different because it's regular now, oh and we gosh. did COVID last year, yes. so it's just a complete different flip. And it was so like immediate that you couldn't even like prepare mm-hmm. for it. You know what I mean? I know. And I'm curious to know: Do you guys like being in person or online better? Because I miss being online. I don't really like either one of them. Like. <laughs> They both have so many more pros than constant pros. Like, I can't. Mm-hmm. I feel that, too. Yeah. Um, it depends on the class, honestly. Yeah. Like, some classes I would want to be in person. Some classes I would want to be online. Mm-hmm. But in person is definitely a challenge because I'm only a sophomore, and my only only thing I know about college is online. Right. So it was kind of a jump, and it's kind of like, like now I have to actually get up you know, for class instead of, you know, just waking up in the bed at 9.30, you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, I guess I'm going to say hybrid. Yeah, I like I hybrid. Back, back and forth. I think for me it's just the parking mm-hmm. and the walk mm-hmm. into class. I'm oh, like, my God. My legs are tired. I'm like walking over the Walking to White Hall right. is so terrible. Oh, the oh hill. I can't with the hill. Literally. Seriously. Hills are everywhere on this campus. Yes. yes. The stairs in White Hall. <laughs> is the elevator broken? No. Because, I get on the oh. elevator, but it's like, it takes a long time. It does. I'm, That's funny. Stairs be killing me. <laughs> Very interesting. Alexis, would you like to leave the people with your socials to follow? Yes. Okay, so I'm pretty sure my socials on everything is at Track Queen Lex, or you can just put Alexis Holmes, either one. And, yeah, so I appreciate the support from anybody who wants to. (laughs) (laughs) I really do. It means a lot to me, so. 
Make sure you guys follow Alexis. She posts often Hi and always have spiritual posts on the morning times. So make sure you follow her and keep track of her this track season. And look out for her at Paris 2024 and the World Championship, yes. right? <laughs> so, yes, look out for Alexis. Yeah. Thank you for listening, BBN. We hope to see you guys on the next episode of <laughs> BBN with Trent and Ken. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>